What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? And what's going on, everyone? And today we have a very special guest once again. We have Matt uh, from the Fantasy League. Matt, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, Matt is one of the analysts on our analyst fantasy league, I should say. <laughs> I just said the fantasy league. The like fantasy league. Like everybody yeah. knows what league we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, yeah. Uh, he is in our analyst fantasy league. Uh, Matt, why don't you throw out, you know, some of your Twitter handle, you know, all that stuff where they can, you know, get some some of your information. And, um, and then we'll talk about the league with you. Yeah, I'm up on Twitter right now at Big Matt Fantasy. I've just been... Uh, doing some stuff on that and then uh hopefully i'll have a website for you guys next year set up yep 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 sounds good all All right right. so so um, unfortunately matt got bumped from the playoffs this past week uh it was i think it was nine teams uh fighting for the playoffs Uh, a couple teams needed to win a couple teams needed other guys to lose uh, Matt unfortunately went up against Derrick Henry. So you want to talk about that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, obviously a couple things I could have done differently last week. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you play against a player like Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf and Jarvis Landry, who decided to show up, uh, you know, even scoring almost 160 points, I had no chance against those three. So, yeah, and just to bad. give you guys some context real quick, 160 points normally – get you a win in this league it's a two qb league but you know it's four point per passing touchdown and you know it's ppr no bonuses no you know no nothing else so you know you score he scored 140 154.94 and the guy he played against scored 196.9 so you know he definitely went up against a juggernaut last week yep yeah i made it happen (laughs) Yeah, um, I've noticed that in this league. <laughs> like, oh, real. You know, there, there's definitely times where you'll put up numbers and other guys will score crazy. Um, I'm one of the higher scoring teams. Steve is the highest scoring team. Um, but I've given up, like, I think third or fourth most points. Just, you know, some weeks it's just you, you get unlucky. For real. It's funny, too, because I'm looking at the numbers, right? If you look at the numbers, the bottom three teams, Comeback Kid, Fantasy uh, Footballed Guy, and the Fantasy Connection, they all have the most points scored against them. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, it actually, it never works out that way, too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The bottom three teams are the teams that have the most points scored against them. Normally, one of those teams is, you know, uh, in the playoffs, but those three teams, like Fantasy Footballed Guy, has 1916 points scored against them in this league that's that's rough that's a lot yeah. of points that's that's almost more points than i've put up that's uh <laughs> yeah that's 50, yeah, even 50, though 70. you put up 1970 but you still you actually had the fewest points against you also yeah i it, yeah. Oh, it's true i have 1552 points scored against me and i have I have the points lead, 1970, uh, and I think Kevin is the second highest scoring team. Uh, yes, I am. At 1899? By three, more, by three more than FF Bros. Yeah, and FF Bros was the team that scored 196 last week against a big, against uh, big Matt. So, 
it's rough. So how did you how did so far in this league, Matt? How do you feel like I I for me personally, I think this league has been a lot of fun. Very competitive. You were always in the chat talking to each other. Um, I call <laughs> I call Sarasota Shark the lightning finger man because this dude will literally text 840 words in three seconds and just keep lo loading up the text so you know yeah. it's definitely been a lively group how do you how do you feel about it you know what i thought it was a lot of fun i will say that this is probably the most competitive league that i have been in in a long time even more so than some of my big money leagues that i've done in the past just the fact that you had to be on your game every single week with the waivers and, you know, checking, double-checking everything because every single person in this league brought their A game. And, uh, it's, you know, it wasn't for the faint heart. But at the same time, it was a lot of fun. I think the part that uh, I didn't foresee being the hardest is the fact that, you know, as opposed to like a normal super flex league where in a pinch you can start a wide receiver or a running back yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that, you had to start two quarterbacks every week. So when one of your quarterbacks got injured, it really, really, you know, hurt. And then you're put in a position where you're either down a player or you got to start to wheel and deal to try to find somebody, which, you know, I had to do a couple times. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's always, once a quarterback becomes available, it's like a race to the waiver wire. Like, <laughs> Asim Hill a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago, just, you know what I mean? Like, Robert Griffin the third this week, I think, was picked up. Like, everybody just, like, once, once a quarterback becomes available when it's that, you know. Because I said the same thing yesterday when we were talking to Coach Craig. Um, I was saying, like, most super flag leagues, you know, you'll at least be able to, you know, like you said, you'll be th throw a wide receiver or running back, somebody extra in there. When you it's This was actually, like, two quarterbacks, three wide receivers, and a flex. Like, you're talking about, like, 11, 12 starters on, the, on this – you know, in these, on these teams. Um, but if you didn't have that second quarterback, you were screwed. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, when we brought, when I, when I came up, you know, cause me and Kev do everything together, but I actually came up with the idea for the, for the analyst league, because I was like, you know what? Like I want to be in a really competitive league with a bunch of analysts, see what, you know, and I wanted to think of a format that would challenge us all, but also be, high scoring and really fun. And yeah. I started thinking of, you know, I was actually going to make it a, a super flex with uh, three wide receivers, three running backs uh, and a flex. And then I was like, eh, but then, you know, you're going to have guys drafting seven running backs in the first seven rounds, just trying to, you know, make trades and do that kind of stuff. I was like, how can I balance it out? And I kind of was like, okay, you know what? I'll make it a two QB league with, you know, three wide receivers a flex, two you know, two running backs, kicker defense, um, and I, I thought that was probably the best format to go with. So, yeah, it definitely made it, like you said, it made it a whole lot more challenging because if you had a quarterback injury, now you're like, shit, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, and and it's the reason why I got Travis Kelsey because in this league you have to start two quarterbacks, and you know, I can't remember who I made the trade. I want to say it was. Uh, fantasy football guy uh and i traded him he traded me kirk cousins i traded him uh burrow and he gave me kelsey on top uh the deal was supposed to be for for ben roethlisberger uh that he would get ben roethlisberger but i wanted ceh which actually in retrospect would have been better for him um but 
you know, he ended up sending me a trade and threw Kelsey in there. And then to me, it was like, no, it's, an, it's that was a no brainer at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. Kelsey's been just killing it all year. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. Um, any changes, anything like that you can think, Matt, that you would like to make to the league? You know, I think I uh, I heard you guys talking about adding a second flex for next year, and yep. I kind of like that idea. I think the two QB actually gives it a nice twist to where you really do have to do a good job drafting. Because I don't know if you remember, but I took Dak Prescott, I believe, in the first round, and I planned on riding him all year. Oh, and you then could I took have. the <laughs> later which was a huge mistake because I didn't account for bye weeks. And, but I was just like, well, at least with Prescott, I'm going to be able to be fine because he was pretty much my ride or die this year, which yeah. would have been great if he had got hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think adding another flex would be, would be just as fun. And uh, you know what I was going to say is, just to touch on how competitive this league is, I want to say on Thanksgiving, they announced that Lamar Jackson got COVID, and within about 90 seconds, Robert Griffin was claimed on our league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real, That's man. That's how quickly somebody <laughs> got that update and jumped on there and grabbed him. I yeah. literally went out to my car and was thinking about it, and then I got a notification on my phone, and someone picked him up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was a couple of times. See, because I am like – in certain leagues, I am super cheap with fab. Like I just won't spend fab dollars because I want to be the able to buy, you know, when, you know, not in this league, but let's say Kenyon Drake went down, Chase Edmonds is out there. I want to be able to, to buy Chase Edmonds if that was the case. You know what I mean? If he was available. So I'm that guy. But mm -hmm. in this league, like I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning sometimes, you know, after waivers to see if there was any news of somebody getting COVID or something like that at like one o'clock in the morning that everybody slept through. And I was like, you know what? Let me check and see anything happened. And a couple of times this year, it ended up working out for me. Like Benny Snell this week, I got him on the team. Um, who else did I grab this week? I grabbed somebody else. Um, but. You know, it worked out to where, you know, waking up a little bit early than everybody else, you know, you get that little advantage, especially in this, like you said, in this league where, you know, guys are on it, Thir you know, 90 seconds after a guy gets, you know, COVID, they're, they're, you know, their backups picked up, especially at the quarterback position in this league, which was why I drafted three quarterbacks. I made it a point to get three quarterbacks within the first seven rounds because I knew I wasn't going to get someone after that. Yeah, and that's, that was my thing. That was exactly my thing. I drafted I drafted Russell in the second round, and I just was like, I'm not I'm not even worried about because I I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't really look like when we said super flex league. I thought it was a super flex like I I, I think we said two QB league, and I assumed super flex. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I didn't, wasn't thinking like all right, well I'm going to. If worse come to worse, I don't need a second quarterback. I would love a second quarterback, obviously, in a super flex league. But I just kind of wrote it out. And then I think the eighth round hit. And it was just a run on quarterbacks. And by the time it came back to me, I had to draft Tyrod Taylor. That was where I was at. And when it came back around again, or, you know, eventually I wound up taking Justin Herbert. Luckily, Justin Herbert has panned out and been great. Because otherwise... 
I'd be in a lot of trouble probably because Tyrod really didn't look very good in week one. <laughs> You're not lying. It, it was definitely uh, uh, Herbert getting the job. It was probably the best thing to happen to you, honestly, in this league. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely the best oh. thing to happen to you. And, and I'm looking at some of the other teams right now. And honestly, like, you know, we were talking about a little bit yesterday and, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and, uh, who else does he have? I'm trying to bring it up. He had Aaron Rodgers and somebody else. Oh, Kyler Murray. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. That that's that's awesome. But if you look at his wide receivers, and it, this was the thing with this league, like it was so hard. And before I got Kelsey, honestly, I was I was hurting so bad at tight end because I had Higby and I had I can't even remember who my second tight end was that I had, but it was bad. Like it, I was getting like donuts some weeks from my tight end position. So, you know, that ended up like really helping me out. But uh, honestly, in this league, you were going to be weak in one position. Some of the other teams got unlucky and were weak in two because of injuries. But, you know, you were definitely 100% after the draft. I don't think I looked at any team and thought they're good all the way around. Like there wasn't that one team that I was like, okay, this team is going to be good all the way around. They have good tight end. They have good wide receivers. They have good, you know, quarterback and running backs and, you know, kicker defense. Like there was teams who were hurting it at either one or two positions in this league. Cause that's how competitive it was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any other things you want to talk about Matt before you get out of here? I know you said you're at work right now. So we're kind of, I guess, catching you on a lunch break. Uh, <laughs> You know what? With my with my job, I take I just take breaks whenever. I uh, <laughs> I'm a car salesman and I work in the internet department, so my bosses aren't even here today. Ah, oh, there you go. That's oh, that's wonderful. That yeah, is sweet. It's, it's nice. It's time to uh, mess around with fantasy football all day. So I hear that, man. Um, yeah, you know this league was just a lot of fun. It taught me a lot, and uh, it definitely helped me see my weaknesses. So. You know, nothing else. Next year, I'm going to come back a little stronger. And uh, I remember something that uh, uh, Steve said back in the beginning. I think it was all actually when I was on your podcast last time. He was saying, you know, you see a lot how some people will just kind of kind of give up and they'll kind of quit, you know, once they're off to a really bad start. But that I think you said that no matter what, your goal is never to finish in last place. Yep. And you're always wanting to uh you know, claw and scratch and just try to hang in there any way you can. And that's how this year has felt like in this league, that no matter what, I just had to keep trying to find a way to win. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. So I enjoyed it, and I hope I don't uh, – I think you guys are talking about knocking out the bottom – one of the bottom three, so I think I'm good there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually – so how do you like that idea? You, you think that's a good idea we'll do? I actually like that idea. I would actually knock out the bottom two. Yeah, I was actually going to ask everybody in the league that. I was going to put in the league check and see what everybody had to say. But Well, I think you have to knock out the bottom one because I don't think he even cares. <laughs> he's got one win. I, th I don't think he's cared for like five weeks. Yeah, so, and I do remember him saying something about he was moving and things like that. But the past yeah. five weeks, he has a couple of times not put in. You know, he's had guys on like buys and not had a starter to put in. So... You know, can't have that. So honestly, we'll probably do two just because of that. But you know, I think we'll ask everybody and see how they feel about you know the bottom three teams going at it, or you know whatever the bottom four teams going at it, and seeing 
you know, we can match those teams up together and the two teams that win stay in and the two teams that lose are out. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Then you can keep the competition fresh next year. Yes, sir. All right, Matt, it was a pleasure having you on as always, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on here next year. Anytime you want, let me know. All right, Matt, take it easy, brother. All right, have a good night, guys. Have a good one, brother. All right, now, guys, to the meat and potatoes of our Thursday, or, well, Wednesday. I would say Thursday because I'm so used to it being Thursday podcast, but our Wednesday podcast, DFS. Let's do it. Oh, we're actually going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, Me and Kev are going to pick a Millie Maker lineup that I am going to play in our Millie Maker. And so Kev will pick a guy, I will pick a guy, or we'll flip a coin, see who picks first. Uh, Any position, Kev? This kiss is this is news to Kevin too. He doesn't know this. You know what I mean? I did not know this. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're gonna do is I am going to put up twenty dollars of my hard-earned money and put it in a. And, uh, you know, into the millionaire maker on on DraftKings. And Kev is going to pick a guy. I'll pick a guy. And we'll, we'll make a team out of guys that I pick and out of guys that Kevin picks. And uh, we'll see if we win a million dollars. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So, um, we're going to start a quarterback. We'll go through the matchups. And then when we're done talking about quarterback, we'll uh, – We'll we'll make our selection. All right, so yeah, um, quarterbacks. Well, like you said, we'll go through the quarterbacks, and then I guess we'll 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 figure it out from there. Um, looking Look at, at this, this, right? Oh shit! Know, um, yeah, uh, it was funny how we just both kind of looked at it and said, "Looking at this <laughs> at the same exact time," and I think we're going to say the same exact thing. Go ahead. Yeah, looking at like. How nervous are you about Kyler? I am extremely. Yeah, I'm extremely well, I, nervous about Kyler. Like, and I, and Jalen Ramsey and and DeAndre Hopkins have plenty of knowledge of each other because yes. they played you know twice a year with Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember. But, I, I was thinking about this today, and I didn't look up the numbers because obviously I was at work and I was driving, and I can't really yeah. you know search things. But I was thinking about this today. I can't remember a D Hop game against Ramsey where he like blew up. I remember a couple games where he scored a touchdown, but I don't remember like a blow up game D hop against the Jaguars. Like I know Deshaun Watson had some pretty good games against the Jags while Ramsey was there, but do you like, can you remember a huge game from D hop when he went up against Ramsey? Cause I can't, I was thinking about it hard and I'm like, Oh man, like, I cannot remember a game where D Hop had a huge game. Like I, I do remember he scored touchdowns against Ramsey because they he, used to grow at it. He averages six point five receptions for seventy seven yards in six games against Ramsey. That's his so that's, average. So, so that's like uh, that's not bad. It's not great. Yeah, it's, it's not, not great. Cool. It's not terrible, but um, it definitely will not hurt Russell Wilson or I'm not Kyler Murray. I mean, uh, when it comes to, you know, the ability to throw the ball to him. Yeah. Like DK Metcalf, that the whole DK Metcalf, you know, situation where, and that's the other thing you got to factor in is the, is the Rams pass rush is so good with Donald and Brockers and, um, um, 
Leonard Floyd coming off the edge. Like their pass rush is so good. They got six sacks on Russell Wilson and yeah. he couldn't do anything in that game. Um, yeah, I think Floyd. If and- that winds up being the case, like it could be a struggle for Kyler and, and for D Hop. So I like this will definitely not be a week where I'm picking up Kyler Murray. Yeah, no, like, it's just definitely even like, and that's what I was gonna say. I wasn't even gonna talk about Kyler. I was literally gonna say every one of the the like the high priced guys. I mean, I like Russell probably yeah. better than anybody. I mean, the Giants are, you know, according to this, third against the opposing quarterbacks in fantasy scoring on DraftKings. But that doesn't scare me. Um, you know, with Seattle being home. Nobody in the league is going to be able to guard DK Metcalf. Nobody the Giants have. I mean, Bradbury's good, but he ain't, he ain't guarding DK. And Tyler Lockett, if, if if he does do a good job on DK, that means they'll just shift over to Tyler Lockett, who really will not be able to get guarded by anybody. So I'm not, you know, to me, if anybody, Russell Wilson, but Herbert against, you know, Herbert against New England, Watson against Indy. Um, I like Rodgers against Philly. That's another one I like. Yep. I, that's, I'll tell you what, man. Of the top five guys, I'm probably not going to have, have any of them in my lineups, and I'll tell you why. Huh. Yeah. So I just – like looking at the lower price guys, and we'll get into them, I love some of the matchups on the lower price guys. I do. <laughs> I really do. And the higher price guys – so Russell Wilson, I definitely think he has a good game. I don't know if he blows up, though. I mean, in the past couple of weeks, he hasn't really blown up. And – Kyler Murray, just to finish what we were talking about with Kyler Murray, like if you guys heard his press conference the other day, they asked him, they said, you know, how's your shoulder? And he was real like, I don't want to say he was being a dick, but he was kind of just like real dismissive about it, kind of acting like it didn't happen. And that makes me nervous because when you hear normally like the normal, think about it as a, like from a psychology aspect. When, when I ask you and I go, yo, Kev, how's your shoulder doing? If your shoulder's hurting and you don't want to tell me, how would you answer that question? You'd be like, yeah, man. I, I mean, it is what it is. It got hurt. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. Whatever. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the way he was. He Like, normally, if you ask that question and your shoulder's good, the answer is, no, I'm good. You know, I, got, I took that hit. I'm good. It wasn't, you know, it bothered me a little bit that day. But, you know, over the past couple, couple days and, you know, since that game, my shoulder's feeling a lot better. I'm good to go. That is not the way he answered that question. He answered that question real real dismissive, real like he was angry they even asked the question, which tells me that shit is still hurting. And if you notice, after he hurt his shoulder, they didn't run the ball with him, I want to say maybe two times after that. He ran the ball two more times in that game. And if Kyler Murray's not going to run because his shoulder is hurting him, uh, that severely limits his floor, like for real. Because this dude has had a couple of games this year where he ran – He's on. He was on pace to break Lamar rec, Lamar's record a year later. So, you know, Kyler. Even in my my redraft leagues, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about Kyler this week. If you have a a better quarterback option or a good number two quarterback, I would think about. I would definitely think about sitting Kyler Murray. But back to DFS. You I mean Deshaun Watson? I just don't have the confidence with no Will Fuller there to start yeah, him. I mean, we don't know what that that with that situation, and you know what's funny is they just released Kenny Stills like I know. two days before. It. I know, so like, like they, I don't know if they had no idea this was coming, but they like, had to have no idea. Days, I don't yeah, think they would. Two days before they released Kenny Stills, so now you're left with Kiki Q T and 
Brandon Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure actually DeAndre Carter is is DeAndre Carter's on Chicago now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that until the other day. He was taking punts for Chicago. So, you know, they I don't even know who their other ride receiver would be outside of those two. And that's that's they not good, man. Fifth Cooks, round rookie. Cooks. I'm trying to remember what his name was. I know a receiver I'm going to be throwing on his team. <laughs> for real. As good as it is, man. Cook's Brandon going to get Cook's 15 going to get 15 targets. targets. Yep, for real. He is going to get 15 targets in this game. And they activated D, uh, David Johnson off the IR. So that kind of tells me, like, you know, I think they realize, hey, we, we, we need we need weapons if, if they can be available to us. So I'm not yeah. saying, D, you know, David Johnson's going to play, but they activated him. So we'll have to keep definitely pay attention to that. Uh Justin Herbert, I don't know what New England team I'm getting going to, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, the Chargers. If if this team decides they want to play good, they can shut down really most offenses. Um I don't think Herbert has a huge game, which is why I'm a little bit nervous with him. And Aaron Rodgers, I think he could have a good game. I don't know if he has a huge game. I, I because Philly has been especially over the past couple of weeks. And I know they haven't played, you know, they played Russell Wilson this past week and they limited Russell Wilson to, yeah. you know, not a very big game. You know, if it wasn't for DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson would have had a terrible game. You know what I mean? So it makes me just a little bit nervous with A-Rod. Um, yeah. So I'm probably just not going to have any of those guys. And but nah, Of the five, A-Rod would be the one I pick. Yeah, of the I, agree. Five. Nah, I agree. I probably would pick Russ. I would pick Russ, but... A Rob would definitely be second. It'd be Russ and A Rod are definitely the two that I would, uh, I would take from this group. But yeah, I'm definitely leaning more lower priced guys. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into those guys. Who who, you know, who's your favorite of the bunch? I'll tell you what. I, I don't know how, I don't know how owned Kirk Cousins is going to be this week. But if you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers over the past, he's actually expensive he, compared to the rest of the guys. Yeah, sixty four hundred this week is yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins. But if you look at his numbers, dude, over the past four games he's been twenty plus fantasy points. But in the last two against Dallas and Carolina, twenty seven and thirty point two. So, yeah. I mean, he's throwing for three hundred yards. 30, he got that thirty point two without feeling. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> without crazy. feeling. So, I mean, 27 points against Dallas, 30.2 against – and it's 300 yards in both games, no interceptions in either game, three touchdowns in both games. You know what I mean? Like, at Minnesota, Jacksonville has been very good at stopping the run. They're not very good at stopping the pass. If Thielen comes back, that just gives him more ammunition in this game. I kind of feel like I think Kirk Cousins could have a big game, another 303 uh, against a shitty – Jaguars pass defense, so I don't think sixty four hundred is is crazy. So I'm of the let's say sixty four hundred to fifty nine hundred guys, stopping at Tua, I think I like, I think I like him the best. I also like Ryan Tannehill as well. But if I had to pick between those guys, it's probably gonna be Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, like I said, Kirk Cousins is probably one of the higher-priced guys this week. I think he's, like, number Yeah, I think he's seven. As, as six because of uh, Ben Roethlisberger being postponed. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he's actually number six on the list. So, obviously, this week there's not as many high-priced options out there, you know, with uh, Lamar and Ben and all these guys playing. You know, Josh Allen plays on Monday night. Um so getting down into the lower price guys, like I really like Jared Goff. Yeah, me too. Um, Jared Goff going against Arizona, like to me, you know, uh, 
the only thing that bothers me with Goff is that you never know what Rams team you're going to get on offense <laughs> because at times they go to the power run game and just hand the ball off, and then other times they're throwing it all over the place. Um, you know, but this is a game where I could see Goff you know, hitting, you know, hitting wide receivers, this, this defense, Patrick Peterson is a shell of himself. He has not been able to guard anybody this year. Um, you know, and Buda Baker ain't guarding the receivers. So as good as he's played, you know, that's the one thing that he could probably do is stop the run, uh, that, that they would bring at him. And, you know, uh, what's he going to do? Guard Tyler Higby? All right. Well, let's watch Cooper Cup and Robert Woods just have have, have days like they had two weeks ago um, against um, who was it when they when they went off? Uh, uh, man, who the hell did they go off against? Oh, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, you know, to me, that's the. You know, that's something that I could see happening, you know, with the run game with Buda Baker, you know, creeping up to the line, uh, possibly be, you know, getting slowed down a bit. And that's going to force Goff to throw a little bit more. And if that happens against this secondary with those wide receivers, I think he could have a big day. Yeah. And that in that range after the guys at 5,900, you know, the 5,800, because that's where Jared Goff starts. Yeah. Um, he's definitely my favorite guy. I was going to actually bring him up in every game so far this year that Jared Goff has had a stinker. So week one against Dallas, he had 11.5 fantasy points, right? That's a shitty game. The very next week, he had 24. The week after that, he had 32, uh-huh. right? Then against the Giants, he had 11.7. Shitty game. Against Washington the very next week, 24, 28.4 fantasy points, right? Then he had a 14.5 against Seattle. The very next week, he scored 28 fantasy points. You know what I mean, and these are all DraftKings scoring. So, after having a six, I just don't see how this guy doesn't put up numbers. Like, it just seems to be a pattern this year. And I am a big proponent to following patterns, um, you know, especially in DFS. I love guys coming off of bad weeks. To me, there is no better time to start a player than when he had a shitty week the week before because so many people just get off of them so many people yeah. are just like this dude killed me last week i'm not going to play him fuck that guy the, like he screwed my whole fantasy lineup blah, blah 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 and to me that is like my favorite time to put those guys in my lineup because they become five or six percent owned and when they blow up i blow up you know what i mean so jared goff has had a track record this year of being a guy that you know blows up has a bad game, blows up after the bad game, has a bad game, blows up after the bad game. So he's got that track record, and I like it. So Jared Goff is definitely somebody I'm definitely on, uh, you know, and I'm going to be honest, he's probably going to be in our millionaire, millionaire maker lineup, especially if I, I pick the quarterback. I just want to ask you if you were going to draft him because uh, you sounded like you're you're in a, have a love fest right now. Yeah. Um, some of the other guys, him. I mean, Mitch Trubisky's 5,400. Um, he always seems to play well against Detroit, although he didn't in week one. Yeah. this year um but i after what i watched the other day like i'm i can't start mitch trubisky like no. i just i don't feel comfortable mitch trubisky it looked awful if it wasn't you know? for that garbage time like he yeah. would have been terrible terrible yeah and and it's like you ask matt Nagy, is he starting this week of course he's starting like why wouldn't he 
What do you mean, why wouldn't he? <laughs> Did you watch the game, Matt? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Exactly. I'm glad you're um, confident, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's confident. Um, I like Mike Glennon. I was going to say, if he's you're my favorite like low price guy. $4,800. Like, he actually showed me a little something, you know, 18 fantasy points in that game. If you're spending – and Minnesota's defense, obviously – you know, at home is probably going to be a little bit better. But if DJ Chark is out there and Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chanel and he's got his whole weaponry, um, I, I can just see Mike Glennon having a pretty good game. They're probably going to have to keep up with Minnesota with the way that offense has been playing. So for $4,800, if he gets you 18 fantasy points, that's almost a 4X week. Like, give me that all day. Um, so yeah, I, I like Mike Glennon this week. I can, I can, if you really wanted to pay down and, and load up on other positions, like Mike Glennon is probably, um, your best option in my opinion. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. Um, right. and then I, you know, there's not really anybody else lower than that. I'm not really interested in starting, you know, any of these guys, you know, I know, I know some people are asking about Sam Darnold cause he's going to be at home against, you know, the Raiders, uh, and the Raiders have been pretty shitty this year, especially away from home. You know what I mean? Uh, on the road, they have been pretty terrible. We saw, you know, last week, actually, they weren't that terrible about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan just kept getting great field position because they turned the ball over five times in that game, which was just, you want to beat your head against a damn wall. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it just, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I know Sam Darnold. And this is what I got thrown in my face. Sam Darnold has been great the last four games of every season he's ever played in. He's been a top, you know, six quarterback finishing the season. He's never had these weapons. Like, like yeah. he's always had Robbie blowing up at the end of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, I like his weapons, honestly. I mean, Brashard Perriman's played really well. He in has the played last much better. Four weeks. Jamison Crowder's still there. We can't yep. forget. You know, I mean, he hasn't been the old Jamison Crowder that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and Denzel Mims, you know, I, I mean, he's a second-round rookie, but I've seen him make plays at times more than I've seen Jalen Rager make plays. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. See, this is know, my thing, um, though, right? This is why I can't do it. And, and this is the I, argument that I'm I brought not, up. I'm not. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm no, I know. I know you're not advocating him. I was for just him. saying, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think his weapons are as bad as yeah no I I agree there's definitely teams with worse weapons out there definitely definitely but this is why this is the argument I made for you know to my buddy who was you know talking about Sam Darnold and we we always argue about fantasy football because you know he knows I have a podcast and he likes to try to prove me wrong all the time and you know we go back and forth but anyway um so his ceiling game this year has been 23.6 fantasy points against the Denver Broncos on that Thursday night game, if you guys remember that game, right? And it required, like, a 50-yard rushing touchdown. Dude, I was just about to say that. Like, this dude (laughs) had six carries for 84 yards and a touchdown in that game. Yeah. He threw for 230 and no touchdowns. Like, fake slid and (laughs) didn't slide and went and still – everybody thought he was going to slide, so nobody – And he just kept running for a touchdown. just kept running, scored a touchdown. And and that's the thing, like – if it wasn't for the six carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown, he threw for two, he threw for 230 and no touchdowns. Like, you're ceiling. I remember, I remember I was so pissed because I had the Broncos defense in our daily fantasy league that, that, that week. I was so pissed watching that Jets game because for they real. actually scored points in that game. <laughs> yeah, for real. So this guy, 
12.2, 11.9, 9.6, 23, 3.6 in that Denver game. 2.8, 7.4, 6.8. Like, yeah, you say no more. You cannot start. Don't even get cute. Don't get cute and start Sam Donald. Please don't do it. So are you going Jared Goff here? I am going Jared Goff, and I am going to lock that in. Okay. So the very <clears throat> first pick of our Millionaire Maker lineup, guys, is Jared Goff for 60. No. Jared Goff is 5,800. All right. So we have 4,400 to spend. Yep. I love that. So let's get into the running backs because I think this week I'm going to be spending money on running backs. And I have two in mind that I absolutely love. Actually, I have three in mind. Like the first three guys, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, I love them all. <laughs> like, I agree. I know Dalvin Cook is questionable. You know, they said he's good to go. They already said it, but he's questionable. Guess what? Last time he was quote-unquote banged up, he came out and had a 200-yard rushing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm not worried about that. Jacksonville doesn't scare me on defense at all against running backs. And this week, you know, in Minnesota this week, oh, my God. The guy's averaging 27 fantasy points per game. Like, I, I just book them in your lineups because I know it's a high price, but it's, dude, every week. I mean, last week, obviously, he let you down. He's definitely due to bounce back. Like Steve just said, you have a guy that just had a bad week. He's probably a little hungry to get back out there and, and, and you know, get back to form. So I love Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry going against Cleveland. I just love that in general because, you know, Cleveland to me doesn't really scare me on defense. Uh, you know, they're okay, but not great. And if anything, you know, I, I would think – you know, they'd be more susceptible against the run because in the past, you know, they have those pass rushers. Miles Garrett will be back, so they will get a pass rush. Uh, but, you know, I, they're not necessarily, you know, the greatest at stopping the run. And Nick Chubb going against Tennessee. Tennessee is another team that's just – they're okay. On, they're, they haven't been good on defense, but uh, they just don't scare me at stopping anything. And I love Nick Chubb this week because he's just been really, like, statistically really good. Like, Nick Chubb, his first couple weeks. Now, last week he was great all game. His first couple weeks were not good until the end of the game because he had the 59-yard run in his first week when he was back uh, where he stopped on the one-yard line. And then he had the long run against Philly where – you know, he broke down the sideline for 50-something yards and wound up both of those games going over 100 because of those long runs. Other than that, he had pretty bad games. Um, last week, he really had a good game from start to finish. So, um, yeah, I, I think Nick Chubb is back in the full form. Both all three of those guys, you know, to me. Yep, I agree. I, I think that Nick Chubb, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's probably my favorite of those guys just because he's 7,700. Like, I, the dude is averaging 6.25 yards per carry, guys. Like, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's really high, especially with as many carries this guy got. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he had those five games that he missed in the middle of the season. But mm -hmm. 
He's had 10, 22, 19, 6, 9, then 6 was when he got hurt. 19, 20, 19. Like, it's not like they're not using this dude. 115 carries, he's at a 719 yards. He's going to have 1,000 yards, and he missed five games. Like, he yep. missed five games, and he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher, dude. Like, yep. that's that's crazy. And he's on pace. He Like, right now, he's on pace for nine touchdowns. If he breaks double-digit touchdowns and gets to a thousand yards after missing five games, it's going to be real hard for me to have not have this guy like super high next year. You know, as a guy that I'm yeah. taking like in the top five without a question. I agree. I mean, like that's just crazy numbers. Um, but yeah, I, I really love you know I love Chubb this week, so I, I'm just going to put him in now because I, I know we're both cool with that. Um, so going down onto that, I like. I like James Robinson in this game. If you are okay, so there's so in fantasy in in DFS, right? There's called there's, they're called pivot plays, right? So if you're on a game that you think is going to be you know a heavily run game or a heavy pass game, you know, and you think so, this is the perfect example of a pivot. So everybody's going to be on Dalvin Cook. If you want to get the lower owned guy in the same game that you think they're going to be running the ball. Then you would go with James Robinson, James Robinson, because James uh-huh. Robinson is seventy three hundred, as where you're spending ninety five hundred on Dalvin Cook. So you're getting over two thousand dollars in savings just by pivoting to James Robinson. And if that's a lower scoring game, because neither one of these offenses go off, right? It could be that could be a great play. So I do like James Robinson. I'm probably not going to pivot to James Robinson just because. Kirk Cousins has been playing very well the past, you know, couple of weeks and I just see, you know, Minnesota trouncing the Jags. I don't I don't think that's going to be a very close game. I think right now they're they're like five and a half point favorites and I wouldn't be surprised if that went up. Um so but after those guys, I think my favorite play dude is is Austin Eckler. Uh, of those of those guys after the top 3, I would say down to DeAndre Swift, I think my favorite play is Austin Eckler. I just I like the way Austin Eckler looked last week. I, I think he came back against Buffalo, and if it wasn't for Buffalo getting off to a you know a nice little lead there, I think he would have probably got a couple of more carries than he did. He was catching the ball out of the backfield. He was the most targeted guy on the team. He caught the most balls on the team. Like he basically went right back into Philip Rivers type form with you know the rookie Herbert. Uh, and I love seeing that. So, you know, for me, Austin Eckler going up against New England, I like New England's defense. I'm, it's just not a defense that I'm scared of. And, and I know I was saying earlier how, you know, they're, they're Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. One week they're shit. The next week they're amazing. Um, but traveling all the way to the Chargers, their run defense hasn't been particularly good this year. It's been okay. Uh, I just see – I see Austin Eckler having a big game. I I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, six to eight catches for 50, 60 yards and then another 50, 60 yard rushing with a touchdown. Like I, and to me for, you know, 7,100 on DraftKings where you get full PPR points, uh, you know, I like a guy that could possibly get you 10 catches. And I think that could definitely be a possibility with Eckler. So I really like Austin Eckler. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after last week, you know, the way he was catching balls last week, it's, 
Um, definitely some uh, a guy that you in, in DraftKings you're going to want to pay attention to because of the PPR scoring. Um, I'm going to pay attention to Philly because there have been whispers about a change in play calling, and if Deuce Daly gets the play calling, give me Miles Sanders all day yep. because if they start to run the ball more with Deuce calling plays – and going up against Green Bay in a game where they're probably going to want to try to milk the clock a little bit so that Aaron Rodgers ain't on the field as much. Philly always gives Green Bay problems. Just historically, they give Green Bay problems. They beat they beat them in Lambeau last year um, in, in a great Thursday night game. After the Vontae Adams had 200 yards receiving. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm not going to say that they're going to win, the Philly's going to win this game, but if they are, they're going to need to use Miles Sanders more than six carries. And I think that's one thing that's going to get through to Doug Peterson uh, from all from the game last week is like your best player is your running back. Let's start to utilize him. And in this matchup, because if you remember last year, Jordan Howard went off in this in the game against Green Bay. <clears throat> um, in that game, Miles Sanders also had a a. You know, I, I think Jordan Howard had three touchdowns, but Miles Sanders had like 80-something yards rushing. Like, you know, they both had great games. So um, I could definitely see the the Eagles starting to run the ball more uh, after, you know, pretty much getting criticized for not doing it all week. Um, and, you know, Green Bay, there's no, there's no better team to start running the ball against than probably Green Bay. They're one of the worst in the league at stopping the run. So yeah. Miles Sanders um, – could be definitely a good play. I know a lot of people probably aren't going to want to play him because of what you saw last week, getting six carries and dropping passes and stuff. But I think Miles Sanders could have a big week this week. Yep, I agree. I like Miles. I think Miles is, I don't want to say underrated, but after a six carry game, you know, we're probably like we're probably going to hear the news. People are going to hear the news that Deuce Staley is going to be calling plays. You know, savvy owners are probably going to be like, okay, I need to start Miles Sanders against this terrible Green Bay defense. So, you know, I do think he'll be a little bit higher higher owned, but I don't think he's going to be crazy high owned just because of the six carries. Like, at any given moment, Doug could be like, all right, throw <laughs> 700 yeah. times and, and just whatever. But, you know, I, I also I agree. I You know, I think I think he could be a savvy play, and I like, I like Miles Sanders this week. Um, another guy that I really like, I really like Chris Carson this week. Like, I think I love Chris Carson this week and I'll tell you why for two reasons. Carlos Hyde last week out touched him. I believe it was like 61% to 39% of the touches. And people are, were real nervous about that. There was a lot of people going, Oh man, what the hell's going on? If you watch the game tape, he was like, it was very noticeable that he was yeah. off the field a lot it in was. that game. So I think people are going to be a little bit scared about Chris thinking that he's, you know, it might be like a 50, 50 timeshare. But if you watch that Eagles game it, to me, like he by far looked like the bet, the best runner on that team. And it wasn't close. Like Carlos Hyde did not look good against Philly, but Chris Carson he actually was running with some power, and, and I think, like, going down the stretch, that's what Seattle is going to want to do. I think they're going to, especially now that they're talking, you know, there's murmurs that, you know, they're going to get Penny back. 
And I think they could start thinking, you know what? Let's start getting these the two-headed monster going the way it was last year, where you got Chris Carson pounding the rock, you got, you know, Penny spelling them, and, you know, it's like a 60-40 split between those guys. And I could see them start ramping up Carson right now to get him ready like, hey, let's get ready for the playoffs. Let's take a little bit of pressure off of, you know, off of uh, – Russ and and really start hammering the ball away. So I really like Chris Carson this week against the Giants. I, I he's a guy that I think I I want to put him some a lot of lineups. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, going down a little further, another guy that I think is a little risky because we don't know his situation, but I I think that this is going to be a big week for him is Jonathan Taylor. Um, going against Houston, obviously Houston's defense is awful. Um, coming off the COVID week where, you know, he basically got a week of rest. Um, and I think that watching that Tennessee game, you saw that they needed a power, more power, more of a power running game to, you know, kind of go with what Phillip Rivers does, you know, because if, if Phillip Rivers kind of always had a power running game. Like, you know, Melvin Gordon being there the last, what, five years, six years, mm-hmm. um, you know, always kind of had a power running game. And then they, you know, they have the scat back with Eckler. Um, now they got Naeem Hines. But, you know, you kind of need that. I, honestly, I feel like a lot of them have. You know, you look at um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady always had a power running game back at some point. Uh, whether it was Michelle. Michelle, I think, is kind of more of a power guy. He's a bigger guy. Garrett Blunt. Uh, Corey Dillon was a power guy. Like, <clears throat> I just think that the the play action works a lot better with off a a power run game. And um, Jonathan Taylor this week going against Houston, the matchup is great. And he's coming in off a week rest. He's probably going to be fired up, ready to go. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a big week. Yep. So I agree. I I I already talked about it the other day. I think that they need to start enforcing their will a little bit on in the running game. And Jonathan Taylor gives them their best option to do that because Jordan Wilkins is, you know, he's a bigger guy, but he doesn't really run behind his pads. He's not like a physical guy. And, and Naeem Hines just doesn't have the size to be physical. I, you know what I mean? Jonathan, I mean, no, Jonathan, uh, uh, Naeem Hines, the one thing I will say about Naeem Hines is he's not scared to lower your shoulder and like run into guys, but he just doesn't have any pop to move yeah. a pile. He just kind of gets tackled. But he does lower his shoulder and try to, you know, try to get north and south. Um, but, you know, I think they need to, you know, give Phillip Rivers as much of a easier path to make it to the playoffs and be good in the playoffs. And the only way to do that is to get this kid rolling. And I think this is the week where they start to do that. Um, I think my favorite medium, you know, middle of the pack running back this week is Wayne Gallman. Like, I love Wayne Gallman this week. They have Colt McCoy at quarterback, who is the supreme check down Charlie. He's basically Alex Smith 2.0, but a worse version. Like, this guy does not throw the deep ball. If you watched that game last week after Daniel Jones got hurt, they basically played nine men, like, in the box and and left, Uh you know what I mean, like, left one safety up. It was just, they were like, you know what? If you're, come on, Colt McCoy, I dare you to throw it deep. Like, I dare you. They were yep. literally telling him, like, hey, go ahead. Single high safety basically the rest of the game, and he couldn't complete a deep ball. So Wayne Gallman had, after Daniel Jones left, Wayne Gallman had, I believe, 14 carries 
after Daniel Jones got hurt. So it was clear and evident what they wanted to do. He had 24 carries, which is the most he's had all season. You know, to me, he's almost a lock for 20 plus carries. He, you know, he's been basically a touchdown in every single one of his starts since, you know, uh, Freeman went down. So I wouldn't say I guarantee a touchdown, but, I, you know, I mean, he's almost basically a lock for a touchdown. And with the thinking and dunking that I think this team is going to do, I could see him getting three to five catches. I don't know how many yards he gets. I would say with three to five catches, maybe like 25 yards um, is a nice safe area that I feel comfortable saying. So, you know, this dude gets 30 total touches, which I could definitely see happening with Colt McCoy at quarterback. And I just don't see – I don't see that they're going to start getting blown out so bad against Seattle. Like we got to remember like this, this giants team is the head of the division right now. Like yeah, their D de- and their defense has been playing better. So I don't think Seattle blows them out. I think Seattle scores points and I think they try to keep it close. Kind of the way Philly did last week. You know what I mean, like Seattle didn't really take, take a commanding lead until, you know, the fourth quarter of that game, it was a close game. And I think it's going to be a close game against the giants. Um, so, I really like Wayne Gallman. I think he's going to get a whole bunch of touches in this game. All right. Um, David Montgomery is another guy with a great matchup this week going up against Detroit. Um, Garbage. They are so godless, dude. Yeah, it's just really tough to trust Montgomery because of that blocking. And, you know, last week, if it wasn't for the 54-yard run, uh, obviously you're like, eh, he's another eh type of week. But he does – catch the ball out of the backfield he does get 100 percent of the carries pretty much uh, i would say he he probably gets 80 percent of the 90 percent of the carries because obviously they they'll they'll give a carry here and there to patterson and um i think Nall had a carry last week as well but um you know just given the amount of work he gets out of the backfield and the matchup he has for 5500 dollars, i think that's a great price um yep i definitely agree with that and I mean, one of our guys, he's, I, I got He's like been the guy of the podcast. We've been talking about this dude and it's Salvin Ahmed. Like if, if there is no more miles, if there is miles Gaskin, if he's still on the IR this week, you know, going against Cincinnati. Um, I, I just think this dude is a, a really good player. I think that, you know, I think they have something really nice with Gaskin and Ahmed in the backfield, you know, probably need to combine that with a little bit more of a power game as well. But if they were to just move forward with those two guys as the running backs, I think they're pretty set because I, I really like both of those guys. Um, so that being said, I, you know, Ahmed going, you know, going against Cincinnati um, with, you know, if miles Gaskin is out, you know, he still has not been, you know, he's not ruled, you know, he's still in the IR technically. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if, uh, if that's, that remains the case, Ahmed is a great play for $5,000. Yeah. And the other thing about Gaskins, you know, just real quick, um, I was looking this up because I heard it on a podcast and I can't remember which one it was. Um, but they were saying that he, you know, and there has been no player in the NFL that's come off the short term IR, the three week, cause you know, this is new to the NFL. There's never been a three week IR spot, uh, yeah. but you know, it's for COVID. Uh, but there has not been a player this year that got taken off of the three week, uh, you know, the three week IR and uh-huh. has played in the week that he's been taken off. Every single one of them has, has waited till the following week to play. So, you know, that, that bodes well for Ahmed. If, 
Well, last week was his three week uh, for for Gaskin. Yeah, no, he I'm saying, but he's off. still on IR. So like, no team, yeah. like, maybe I said it wrong. No team that has had a player on IR has activated him and played him the same week he was activated. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was activated before last week's game. He was practicing last week. He oh, just, I, they just, yeah, uh, yeah. No, because he's still on IR right now. Yeah, but he he was activated to return. He has a 21-day oh, practice. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. I so see he was saying. practicing before last week. Gotcha, um, gotcha, He gotcha. had the ability to be activated for the game, but they decided not to. Um, you know, so we'll have to see how we'll have to see how that goes. But like I said, no Gaskin. Ahmed is a great start. Yep. Um anybody else you can see in this, you know. Not in, in the, the middle range because Frank War. <laughs> I can't do that, dude. I would I just, never do Honestly, like in the middle range guys, I need guys that are going to catch the ball three to five times. Like that, that's my kind of my yeah. baseline. Like Naeem Hines is a guy that I think some people are going to like because, you know, he has shown some games where he, you know, he he gets five or six catches in a game and he has, you know, touchdown capability. Um, but I'm probably not going to do that just because, like I said, I, I think this is a Jonathan Taylor game. I think Jonathan Taylor gets – yeah. A heavy workload. So I don't know how much I trust Naeem Hines. The one guy that I do actually think if he plays, well, obviously he's going to play, but if he if they can keep it close, I could see him getting a bunch of touches and being really good and that's Damian Harris. Like when New England has a game where they're close, Damian Harris gets a bunch of touches. I mean like so against Baltimore two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Last week you didn't. <laughs> no, but last week they were blowing them out. Or well, Arizona made no. it a game. No, no, yeah, you're right. They were, they were only up like one score. They just never ran the ball with them. Yeah, they for stopped. Some reason, the ball they just for kept some reason. throwing the ball with Cam Newton, even though Cam like literally let Cam's Arizona terrible, get dude. back in the game. Yeah, Cam is. Cam is I feel bad for Cam. Honestly, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I was just hoping Cam became a thing because i like cam as a person i think cam is like you know all the stuff that cam does for kids and everything else like i really like cam as a human being so i was really hoping he was good this year and he just not yeah. been been good yeah. um but yeah damon harris i definitely think is a guy that especially against coming up against la like la has not been good over the past i would say like six weeks against the run and last week they were they were no they weren't good they were I think they gave up a hundred and a little over 160 yards to the Bills, and the Bills just haven't been running the ball that great this year. So, you know, but they have had a couple of games, you know, that they have done well against the run, you know, especially with Nick Bosa back. But uh, listen, I just don't see how if the Patriots keep the game close, which I do think they're going to do, uh, how he doesn't get, you know, 20 touches. And if he gets 20 touches against this. Raiders. I mean, this Chargers team. I, I think, I think he'd be good because if you look at his numbers, when he gets twenty touches, he's awesome. Over a hundred yards and a touchdown. So, I'm down yeah. with that. All right. So, I think it's my pick for this second running back. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to throw Jonathan Taylor in there because I Jonathan do think this is going to be a Jonathan Taylor week. All right, so locking in And that Jonathan gives us a Taylor. little bit of playing. This gives us a little bit of playing room with the wide receiver position. Um, yes, sir. Because Taylor's price is not too extreme. 5700 All yeah. right, so let's get to these wide receivers. Yep. 
I like them all. No. I like them. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Everybody like, said B-Hop. For real. I Like, okay, so looking at the top three guys, right, to me, I I have, like, a really hard time sitting Keenan Allen. I just do, man. I love Keenan. I think I've played him the past seven weeks in fantasy. Like, in DFS, I'm not kidding. I think I've had Keenan Allen in my lineup every single week for the past seven weeks. He is a top five receiver in the NFL right now. For real. I think you – I mean, it's kind of crazy because Michael Thomas was so good last year, and I think people just kind of knock him out of it because he's been hurt. And now he's got Taysom Hill throwing the ball to him, which, by the way, that does not bode well for the – Alvin Kamara owners. <laughs> Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas owners. If Taysom Hill, like if you're like, how far in drafts do they fall if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback next year? Like, like Kamara's not a top five pick if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. No, I'm not mm-hmm. taking Alvin. I'm not even taking Kamara in the first two rounds. I don't think. Like he's not. He's not doing anything he needs to, that's the thing though like and it, it, okay so last week i'm gonna give him a pass for last week just because they were not playing a real football team they were playing a, a horrible like denver denver completed one pass guys one the whole game you know how many times that's been done in the nfl one other time that has been done one other time in the nfl where a team completed only one pass right they only attempted eight passes in the game, right? Literally, they went they went strength against weakness. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like the New Orleans Saints' strength is stopping the run, and literally all they did was run the ball the entire yeah. game. Like it was a horrible, horrible. And I get it; they didn't have any quarterbacks. I get it. Like you did what you did, and you had to get that game over with. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like people are dropping and I'm getting off topic, but people are dropping like Tim Patrick and they're dropping, you know, Jerry Judy and all those other guys. And I don't think the other guys are great. Like, I, you know what I mean, like Tim Patrick has been good this year, but Jerry Judy has not been good. If you want to drop Jerry Judy, it is what it is. But like, do people not realize like they didn't have a quarterback last week? Like Tim Patrick has been very good this year and people are just straight out dropping him because he got a donut. Like yeah. they completed one pass to Noah Fant. That's it. Like, yep. so the saints didn't really need to, throw the ball at all like yeah Taysom Hill only, only attempted 16 passes in that game guys and they scored 40 points they scored 40 <laughs> and only threw the ball 16 times like it that that's that doesn't even make no sense man and Latavius Murray got 28 carries 28 carries like that's insane man it just it was a weird weird game but back on topic I will. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I like. I think Kamara is. It's going to be real hard for me to take Alvin Kamara. I don't think I will let him go past the second round. But if Taysom Hill, which I don't believe is going to be the quarterback, but if Taysom Hill ends up somehow becoming the New Orleans Saints quarterback next year, yeah, I'm not. I definitely can't do the first round. That's just not going to happen. I can't take Michael Thomas either. And no, like like back end of the first round, I might take Michael Thomas because I think. I think he, you know, he showed that, that first he, game he was good. Yeah. yeah, he threw a lot of passes to Michael Thomas. So just through sheer volume, I think he could be good. Um, but back to Keenan Allen, like like I was saying, it, it's been since his bye week that I put him in my lineup. No, I'm lying. I put him in my lineup against New Orleans uh, is when I started putting him in my lineup week five. Week five, he scored 10.9. 
I put them back in week seven, 25.5, 21.7, 28.3, 12.9, 38.5, and 16 points last week. Like Keenan yep. Allen has just been awesome this year. Like the man. So I'm just yep. going to continue to play Keenan Allen. Super consistent. Yep. I'm Super just going to continue to do that. And Devontae and Adams. Devontae Adams. Easy. Yeah. 200 yards the last time he played Philly. Yeah. 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 Now, Darius Slay wasn't there. Yeah. He uh, wasn't. They obviously have history, you know, going back to Detroit days. Uh, so you could probably look up the stats on that one. Um, but I don't think there's anybody that stops Devontae Adams pretty much. So. Nope. And DK Metcalf I actually is... would like to see him go up against Ramsey. I, I think that would be fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, going down further, I love Adam Thielen this week. Yeah. You know, coming off a COVID game, you know, COVID missed game. And, That's why I like Cousins. <laughs> yeah, coming healthy, Jacksonville secondary. Like, I think Thielen's due for – like, Thielen's going to blow up this week. Last week, Justin Jefferson had his day, two touchdowns. Man, it's, you know, Thielen before that was on fire. And I think that Thielen, you know, that's going to go back to the way it was. Thielen's going to, Thielen's going to have a big day. Yep, I got a Thielen. Definitely got a Thielen this week. Um, I think my favorite guy in the, I guess I would say middle tier, like right outside of the top 12 guys, yeah. is Allen Robinson. I love me some A-Rob this week. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky completed, you know, basically eight cat, eight, eight targets. I think he had I'm going to say this, though. I watched targets. the game. Mitch, I'd definitely rather, as an Allen Robinson owner in multiple leagues, I'd rather have Mitch. I'd much rather have Mitch because yes. Mitch was just chucking the Allen Robinson yep. the game. Hell yeah, 13 Mitch targets. Getting way too, you know, way too in love with Daryl Mooney or Darnell mm. Mooney. And, you know, yep. and Mitch was throwing to Allen Robinson continuously. Yep. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd much rather have Mitch in there as an Allen Robinson owner. I'm in first place in two leagues where I have Allen Robinson. I'm hoping that they continue to use Mitch Trubisky as yeah. the quarterback. Yep, I agree. Bad as that sounds. <laughs> yeah, hey, and I completely true. did not feel that way before the season. Yeah, nope, I agree. 13 targets last week. I don't it wouldn't surprise me at all if he had 13 to 15 targets this week again. Because yeah. I do think Detroit is going to be able to score on, especially because now they're saying that Hicks is not going to be in this game. I mean, Hicks is not going to be ready for this game. So with Hicks not being there, DeAndre Swift is is probably a guy that's going to get a bunch he of carries plays. if he plays. Yeah, if he plays. I know he practiced today, I think they said, but Daryl Beverell said he was close to returning, so he's yeah. not necessarily cleared yet. You know, AP could actually be a really good cheap play yep. if uh Man line. If, if if I don't know though, man. Last week it felt like AP wasn't really getting a lot of runs until the second half. Like in first half it just seemed like Carrion was out there all the a lot. Yeah, he was out there a lot. But AP was getting the touchdowns. <laughs> For real. So A-Rob, definitely a guy that I super, super love. And then I really wish, like, hand to God, I, this pissed. This is one thing that pissed me off is that I read this morning. So they're going back to Tua. They're saying Tua is going to be rid of this game. They're going back to Tua. I would have loved to get Devontae oh, Parker God. with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, sure. that would have lit my fire, boy. 6,400, you know what I mean? Like, 6,400, I think I might have locked him into all of my lineups because 
I think against Cincinnati, he's almost a lock with Ryan Fitzpatrick to be a top eight wide receiver this week. Like, I don't even think that's a question. But with Tua, I can't do it. I just can't. I I I have no interest in starting Devontae Parker with Tua Tungo Bailoa throwing the ball. Now, one thing I will say is it seems like Tua does throw a touchdown to Devontae Parker every time he plays, but um, he doesn't yeah, get I the mean, yards though. Just, like he'll get. He doesn't. T- yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't throw them. I don't know if their their whole game plan must change everything. Like it just sucks, man. Why did they do this? I don't. Um, I don't have no idea. It's really. Yeah, it's, I love both the Rams guys. Uh, we already talked about golf, so Woods and Cup both. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Cup this week. Um, mainly because he did absolutely nothing last week. And I just think that that's not the road to success for the Rams. So I think they're going to turn that around and, you know, definitely start to get Cooper Cup more involved than what they did last week. Yep. Um, and what, real quick, Kev, and what did I say to you guys earlier about, about the on off of Jared Goff? Let me, let me throw some knowledge your guys' way. So, they go with Cooper Cup's numbers as they well. They literally go hand and hand. Terrible golf game week one. Week two, 14 points. Week two, three, 28.7 points. 20, or 17.6. Then he has a terrible game against Washington. He has uh, against Miami, 25 fantasy points. Then he plays Seattle, only has 10 fantasy points, five for 50. And, you know, that was a bad game for Jared Goff. The very next week, 28.5 against Tampa Bay. Had 11 catches for 145 yards. Like, dude. Like they're almost literally hand in hand. When golf has a bad game, he starts the very next week throwing the shit out of the ball to Cooper Cup. Yep. Yep. Both Rams guys, because Robert, I mean, you got to remember two weeks ago, these dudes both had double digit receptions. Oh, both had over a hundred yards. You know, it was, it was great to watch, honestly. Um, yep. Going down the list. You know, Brandon Cooks, obviously it's a tough matchup with Indy, but we just talked, man. Brandon Cooks is going to get so many targets in this game because there's no other receiver that Deshaun Watson can throw the ball to. Yep. Like, there is no Kenny Stills. There is no DeAndre Carter. There is no Will Fuller. Like, you're literally stuck with Kiki QT and, you know, Brandon Cooks. And I don't care what the matchup is. If you get a, give me a guy catching fit, getting fifteen targets, he's going to catch six or seven balls just off the strength. <laughs> so yep. I do think that that Brandon Cooks this week uh, for fifty six hundred dollars, even though the matchup's tough, could be a very good play. Yep, I agree. Um, going down the list, I really like Sterling Shepard. Like to me, Colt McCoy's game is the short, intermediate pass. And that, you know, so that to me, I think works better for Sterling Shepard. And last week, if you look at the numbers, you know, and that obviously some of these numbers are with Sterling Shepard. I mean, with uh, Daniel Jones, but he ended up with six for 64, right? And I want to say four of those catches were off of uh, Colt McCoy. He had eight targets in the game. I mean, he got a rushing attempt in the game. I just kind of feel like Seattle, you know, they've been better against the pass, but like who have they really played the past two weeks to make you think like Kyler Murray with a hurt shoulder. Cause that's what game Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder. Right. And then 
they played uh who the hell did they play that philly you know i mean yeah. so you know like I d- carson wentz has been qu- quite possibly the worst quarterback in fantasy football this year so i'm still not sold that seattle is this turned it around great defense all of a sudden i still think they're going to give up fantasy points to wide receivers because that's what they've been doing all year long and sterling Shepard, if he sees 10 targets which could definitely happen in this game you know i think he could be six to eight target eight six to eight catches 80 yards and a touchdown and for 5300 like he only needs to get you 16 fantasy points to 3x your week and i i think he's almost a lock for that All right, going down any further, anybody else that you like? Uh, my punt plays, because after that, it's kind of punt plays. I have three yeah. punt plays that I actually love this week. So, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? I just, yeah, I, ha- I have a guy that I play almost every week in, in, you know, just off the strength of, you know, he gets so many targets and he's so cheap all the time. Um, and that's Keelan Cole. Yeah. Keelan Cole every week is you know thirty eight hundred dollars this week. The guy's averaging eleven fantasy points a game, uh, so right off the bat you're getting a three x week if he just gets his average. And this week he gets Minnesota, who you know you're probably better off throwing against them because they do have those linebackers. Um, you know, to me, I, and if Minnesota gets up in this game, they're going to have to throw anyway. I think Keelan Cole definitely get you know three X's you and gets you your average this week. So he's always one of my punt plays because I know I can get a three X from him just about every week. Yep. Um. So I just real quick, Kev, I wanted to bring up uh, Colin Johnson. So Colin Johnson last week had four catches for ninety six yards and a touchdown, playing with mm-hmm. Mike Lennon. Um. Yep. And he's only thirty three hundred this week. Like, yep. Do I? Th- I think I might test the water. You just have to watch DJ bit. Chark because if DJ yeah. Chark plays, Colin Johnson probably will get booted back to the bench. Yeah, probably. Well, and, maybe and, not. I mean, because they, they also were missing uh, Chris Conley as well. Yeah. So, uh, who knows that uh, what that situation will look like with Con- if Con- even if Conley plays, Johnson was good last week, so they might just stick with Johnson. And I think they do because I think him and Glennon have a rapport. Have a nice rapport, yeah, yeah. I think they have a nice rapport, especially because you know they practice together. They're they're second string and third string yeah. guys, so they practice together. So I think they might actually just try that. And for thirty three hundred, I think he's like a really cheap option that you can throw in your lineups. And if he gets you nine, which I don't think is crazy, like if he gets you three catches for fifty yards, fifty five yards, he basically gets you eight nine points, and that's you know he's basically three x in your week. If he yep. gets in the end zone, yeah, I mean he's gonna. 5x your week so i might take a couple of chances on him i might throw him in some lineups especially if i need to save some money but the three guys other than him that i think i really really like this week i think i'm gonna have kiki cutie and i'll tell you why another good one yep 3500 kiki is basically the number two wide receiver because like kev said kenny stills got cut they got Cook and QT as basically the number one and the number two wide receivers on this team. And if David Johnson does not come back in this game, you I mean Duke Johnson catches the ball, but I, Duke is just bad, man. Like I, there's no other way to say it. Duke is just not good. So with having a bad Duke Johnson, I really like Kiki QT because I think I think he's going to probably have to see anywhere from six to eight targets. And at 3,500, like I, if he gets you 10, he five extra week. So. No, three extra weeks. So I, you know, I really like Kiki. The other 
you know, the other two guys that I really like. Yeah, so the other two guys is I really like T. Higgins this week. Like, I think basically T. Higgins has proven he's the number one wide receiver on that team. Yeah, I mean, like, Boyd, I think with Burrow, Boyd was probably the number one. But to me, it's just T. Higgins is – has been great and i mean i just feel like he's going to continue to get targets and i think miami is going to smash cincinnati so i think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot and i could see t higgins having a bunch of catches and targets and then my last guy and this is only this is only if julio plays i'm probably going to play russell gage and i'll tell you why when julio and ridley are on the field gage has had some really good games and I have, I just have a gut feeling that Gage is going to have a big game. In week one, he had 23.4, 16.6. Then Julio gets hurt. Uh, he Julio missed the game. He has uh, 4.6, 4, and then 3.6. Then Julio comes back, and they have Ridley and, Cal- and, and Julio for the Minnesota game. He scores 10.5, 11.4. Then Ridley gets hurt. He drops back down to 4.3, blah, blah, blah. Get Dude, both guys back. It is insane. It really looking at his stats. How every time Ridley and Julio play to get on the field together, he's awesome. He literally gets double digit fantasy points every time. Yep, it's it's crazy, man. It and, is crazy, and that's what I'm saying. Like if if both those guys are on the field against New Orleans, I I just have a feeling that Russell Gage is going to have a big game. You know what I mean? Five, six, seven, eight catches. You know, 50, 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. Like, it just – it's almost like clockwork. I, I could just see it happening. And for 4,500, I I think I'm going to have some Russell Gage if Julio plays. Yep. And another punt play, $3,400 for me, Darnell Mooney. Um, going against Detroit, Darnell Mooney last week got nine targets in that game. Like, Allen Robinson got 13, Darnell Mooney got nine. He only got caught three of them, unfortunately, but – Green Bay's pass defense is much better than what Detroit's is. And if you turn around and give me, you know, seven targets, because they're not going to, they may not have to throw as much with, you know, not having, not being down as much. But, you know, if you're giving me Darnell Mooney getting seven targets against this defense, um, you know, I, I do think that he can 3X you. I mean, you know, 3,400. 3, um, you know, last week, it, it, you know, caught three for 34. And that was, you know, getting nine targets in a, in a in a basically in a bad week against a tough defense, and that still doubled your your point average, so or you know doubled your money. So I, I think this week going against this defense, I think he'll be able to do much better. Um, you know, I expect him to, to at least get eight or nine fantasy points, and you know his average is eight. So this is another guy like his average is almost a three x damn near. Yep, I agree. All right, and so he's only thirty four hundred, man. It just opens up so much for you in other areas. It really does. All right, so let's make our three wide receiver selections. I believe it's my turn. Yep. Um. All right, so I am going to start off with what I preach, and I'm going to say Russell Gage. I'm going to throw because we need some cheaper options to free up some salary. So I'm going to go Russell Gage. I do like that one. <clears throat> Um, I think I am going to. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, try to pair our quarterback wide receiver matchup, and I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And there it is, Cooper Cup. All right, so Coop is in there. Our third wide receiver, 
I am going to go expensive, and I'm going to stick with the hot hand that I've been riding for seven weeks, and I am going to go Keenan Allen. Yeah. It leaves us with an average of $4,000 a player. However, we have a defense that is obviously not going to be as expensive. So yep. that's going to free us up for some money. Um, and I really like this team that we put together so far, honestly. So Me too. I like this team. All right. So we'll talk about the tight ends now. Darren Waller, Darren Waller, Darren Waller. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Um, Just start Darren Waller. Like, yeah. Free up your After salary and get Darren Waller in your lineup. Against the Jets. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. I also like TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah. TJ Hawkinson against the Chicago Bears yeah. in week one had 16.6 fantasy points. Yeah. Um, so if there is no Kenny Galladay, I really like TJ Hawkinson this week. Um, yeah, but, Galladay did not practice today. So. Yep. So it doesn't look like Galladay is going to play this week. Uh, you know, we don't know for sure. So don't take us, you know, uh-huh. don't take that to heart. But. The other guy that I really love, if you don't have the money for Waller, and he is yeah. really underpriced, is Dallas Goddard. Like, I know Green Bay has been a tough matchup for tight ends, but Dallas Goddard played 100% of the snaps last week. Like, 1-0-0. My man played 100% of the snaps last week. And to me, even if, you know, Zach Ertz is getting – activated this week i get it but with zacherts on the field and dallas goddard on the field together if you guys remember dallas goddard was the guy who got all the targets and and yards and touchdowns you know in that first week dallas goddard way blew out people were going yo what the hell did i do i drafted Ertz and he's not getting any targets because if you remember the dude had 27 fantasy points with Ertz on the field eight catches 101 yards and a touchdown in week one you know that's with (laughs) <laughs> that's with Zach Ertz on the field. So Zach Ertz to me does not take away from Dallas Goddard. He frees him up to be single covered. And if that's the case, you know, Dallas Goddard being on the field a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent of snaps. Like I, I, there's no way that I'm, you know, just shying away from a guy that's on the field a hundred percent of the time. We Christian McCaffrey's on the field a hundred percent of the time, basically. And we see what kind of production he has. Like this dude is basically having, a Christian McCaffrey, obviously not the workload because he's not getting the carries, but he's on the field a hundred percent. Like there's, you can't get any higher than that. So, and he's clearly, clearly, clearly their best weapon. And you know, if Zach Gertz comes back, you know, to me that helps Dallas Goddard not hurt him. So I really like Dallas Goddard. If you need a little bit cheaper savings. Yeah, um, my really cheap. I'm like, I don't want to say really cheap, but my cheap option. I love Robert Tanya this week. Yep. Um, Philly cannot stop the tight end. They've been beat by tight ends. And, you know, Tanyan has just really proved to be one of Aaron Rodgers, you know, secondary targets behind Adams. Um, you know, you saw him catch that, you know, you know, long, deep pass last week for a touchdown. Um, you know, he's averaging 12.5 fantasy points a game. Like, this is another one. His average is basically a 4X. <laughs> like, how can you not love that in a great matchup against Philly? Um, Tanyan is, to me, if I'm I'm getting either Waller and spending high or Tanyan and spending low, that's literally the only two tight ends I'm throwing in lineups. Yep, I agree. Um, with that said, I think we should go Robert Tanyan. 
at tight end. Uh, but actually, you know what? It's your call. It's your turn to pick, Kev. Uh, so we will allow you to pick. But <clears throat> I'm having a real tough time trying to figure out who I want to start more. Do I want to like of the tight ends? I know Will Will Disley got a donut last week, but I just feel like he's their best. You know, he got two. I'm sorry, he got two fantasy points last week. But I just feel like he's their best tight end in Seattle. Yeah. And I could see him scoring a touchdown in this game. So, you know, Will Disley is a guy that I, you know, wouldn't mind starting. But I think I love Kyle Rudolph. Like, Kyle Rudolph over the past couple of weeks, if you look at his numbers, he had seven targets, or, well, eight targets last week. He had seven catches for 68 yards. But since week 10, he's basically had no game less than four targets. And (coughs) he's just been really good. Like three for four, yeah. like three for 40, four for 63. And that's good for a tight end. Just so you guys know, eight plus for a tight end is good. Um, and then six or seven for 68 last week. Like he just seems yeah. to be getting more target as the season goes on. And the Jaguars are terrible against tight ends. So definitely a guy that I am looking at, you know, on the cheaper end. If I'm going a super punt play, oh man. My super punt play is going to be Mercedes Lewis. Like, Mercedes Lewis, for some reason, I don't know what it is, every once in a while likes to throw in a touchdown. Like, Well, he got that last week. So He got that last (laughs) week. It's true. But Philly has been terrible against tight ends all season long. So if you really need a punt play, 2,500, he literally only has to get you six. If he gets you a touchdown, he does that for you and gives you, like, a whole lot of savings. You know, uh, Mercedes Lewis is probably the way I go on my punt plays. Yeah, my punt play, I like Harrison Bryant this week. Um, it just seems like in the red zone, they just constantly look for this guy. Um, you know, he dropped one last week. You know, uh, I definitely think, you know, getting in there against Tennessee, who has not been good against the tight end either, uh, you know, they could definitely, you know, the Harrison Bryant could definitely score a touchdown this week. It wouldn't shock me. Yep, and real quick, I just realized, I forgot. I had another guy that I wanted to talk about. If Jonu Smith misses this game because he's questionable, yes, Anthony, Anthony Fersker has to be in your lineup. 2,500, yeah. he will be definitely my player because tennis, I mean, Cleveland is, we've been saying it all year, attack Cleveland against the tight end because they just, they give it up to the tight end. They bend right over for the tight end. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Anthony Fersker if no Jonu Smith. Uh, all right, so your who pick is it on the tight end? It is your pick. All right, so I'm actually going to go low, and I'm going to take Tanyan. Um, right. That way we can spend low on our – we can go to the defense and and spend low on our defense as well, and then you know, our flex player, we should have a little bit of room to uh, to spend some money. Yep, after a five-turnover game last week, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders traveled to the New York Jets. And if the Jets are going to win a game this year, mark my words, it is going to be this week against the Raiders. Like, if the Jets have any hope in a prayer, (laughs) it is this week. So I think that I'm going to go with the Jets, and I will allow Kev to pick the flex player. So locking in the Jets, and that leaves you 6,300. 
I will allow you to pick the flex. Okay, so flex. $6,300. and I love it because that leaves us with a player that we both liked at the running back position, and I'm going to take Chris Carson. Chris Carson. I think I think we are now loaded up at the loaded up at the running back position. We have very good wide receivers. Um, I really like this team. I might have to change my lineup in our draft DraftKings <laughs> league because, like, looking at this team with Carson and Taylor and Chubb, Cup and Keenan Allen, you know, man, like, and you know, Russell Gage if 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 Julio plays Goff. Like this, this, this team actually has a lot of potential. I like this team. I like this team too. All right, so we are going to submit that now. Submitted. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yep, there you go, guys. That is it for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with your start sick questions. So until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.